0: Well, hello there and welcome back. I am thrilled to have you here today as I have this amazing conversation with Beth Rolls. Now, Beth and I, as you'll be able to tell from the conversation, we could talk for days, right? Beth and I could talk for days. Um, but I really think that you're going to love this episode. Um, just the name of the episode, Create the Marriage You Want Without Leaving the One You're In. It's brilliant. And I really wish that I had had, um, I had, had her help back, uh, back when I was going through all of my stuff, because that's one of the things that I thought was going to happen, that I was going to have to leave my marriage glad that I didn't, Um, but it's nice to know that there are coaches like Beth out there who are there to help us to save what we have. Right. So Beth Rolls is a conscious relationship coach. She helps driven moms use their marriage as a feedback loop to create more of the relationships they want in their lives in a real and authentic way. She helps women create the relationship they want without leaving the one they're in using her proven system. The Quantum Love Journey. She's the author of The Authentic Wife, Uncaging Yourself Through Marriage. And you can find her at happilyeveraftercoach.com. Now, is it possible to save a marriage that reached that's already reached that tipping point? During this Vision Driven Mom podcast episode, Beth and I talk about the intricacies of marriage and the change in perception that is necessary to create a marriage you're proud to model for your children. We talk about the fact that even if your relationship isn't perfect, it's perfect for you. We talk about creating the relationship that you want without leaving the one that you're in. We talk about your energy and how your behavior changes your spouse's behavior. It's so cool. We talk about that in depth. We talk about that, you know, divorce is a serious trauma for a child, but modeling a healthy relationship with their parent sets them up for success. So I really think that you are going to love this. And whether you're married or not, this is an amazing conversation about relationships, okay? So be sure to to, uh, to tag Beth and I and let us know what's your biggest takeaway from the episode. All right. Enjoy the show. This is the Vision Driven Mom Podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms, by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood, from fear, loss, and heartbreak to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. Well, hey, Beth, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you.
1: I'm so honored
0: to be here. Yes. Now tell us about a little bit about your journey, about your story, how you got to, how you wrote your book, how you, you know, how your business came along and all that good stuff.
1: Okay. I'd love to. Thank you. Um, so I was an performance optimization engineer for a big cell phone company, got pregnant was so excited for my daughter to come along and be the perfect mom started to learn everything i could about parenthood and when she was pretty young i started to have a lot of problems with my husband and i was determined to not do what my parents did and divorce so i realized that everything that i learned from parenting and i actually became a parent coach and conscious parenting i could apply that to my marriage and that ended up saving my marriage, where I we were literally looking at divorce lawyers and just done, didn't think that we could recover at all. And just that we just kind of hated each other <laughs> at that yeah. point. And I was so overwhelmed and everything. Um, so through that, I... I did all the inner work, and then I also learned new skills and stuff that I took out into the relationship, and that completely saved my marriage. So I help moms do that now to create the relationship they want without leaving the one they're in, and it's been so fun to tie all my knowledge together because, you know… As an engineer, what I did was look at a cell phone network, take all the data, see what we were really doing out in the real world, and Mm -hmm. then go back and improve us. Like we took that reflection of us and made the network better. And that's exactly what my husband allowed me to do was give me that reflection of this is your (laughs) like these are your issues, lady. And I just (laughs) had to look at them and see what I needed to do, where I needed to heal, like from my own parents' divorce, just from different parts of my childhood and different skills that I was missing and needed to improve. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. So you were on the brink. Yeah. Yeah. And like so many of us, right. I mean, we, the same thing, you know, we, um, we, uh, well, we'd been together for 12 years before we had kids and um, and then the kids came and, you know, everything changed. And we also had a had a yeah, was a, in air quotes um, special needs kid a baby, mm-hmm. um, and just took all every ounce of everything. And and initially I thought, okay, well, I'm going to have to you know I can't do this anymore. I can't. Mm-hmm. This is not working. I didn't really know what I was going to do, but this isn't working for me. So, tell us a little bit about your process and and how you how you guide, um, guide couples through, um, you know, saving their marriages.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, that's such an important point that you just made that it's when, um, when it's just the two of you, you know, we didn't really have problems when it was just the two of us because right. I was doing everything. So that yeah. worked for, for him, obviously. Yeah. And then when the kids took up my energy, special needs or not, they take up so much of our time. Right. Uh, then you realize, Hey, I can't be all things and I need you to, to step up and help me. And that was really my thing is I had to figure out yeah. why I was doing it all, why I was controlling everything. Um, and what was there being triggered for me through what was happening what was right. i being reminded of in so you know, good yeah my childhood mm-hmm. and like I shared before we started, you know, my parents' divorce, I was so determined not to divorce too, but some of the things that came up were just um, memories of my dad not being there and mm. having a bunch of stuff and being alone and, you know, just right. so many things. So that's one of the first things I do with couples is we look at what are those triggers, explore them, deconstruct them, figure out where they're coming from, what patterns are happening over and over, um, what emotions are repressed what beliefs we need to change and then we do the healing work and learn how to heal and and how we can have new thoughts and all that good stuff examine all those patterns it's one of my favorite things to do Examine the and then, yeah <laughs> and then we get into something called energetic coherence, and this is from mm, Dr. that Board. sounds like it's right up my alley. There, I know. okay. <laughs> I was listening to you yesterday. I'm like, this is totally you. It's like that vibe, vibe <laughs> right. management. That vibe management, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. So, Dr. Berman wrote in Quantum Love why this works. I kind of knew it already, but she was uh, explained the quantum physics behind why my energy affects his energy or your energy. So, then we get into that and understand, number one, how to shift up, but number Mm -hmm. two, what the downshift, what those like lower emotions mean, because they have wisdom for us and we can use that. Like when I felt anger, it was because I felt that something needed to be protected. There was something coming in mm. for me and right. sometimes that wasn't really the case it was just the different way that my husband parented from how I did you know right. men like to rough house and and tease and tickle and stuff um but for me it was triggering so I had to figure yeah. out why I was right. being triggered right it was actually like little me that needed to be protected in that oh, moment me
0: right right exactly you know um when uh so my husband and I Gosh, how long has it been? Maybe nine, eight, nine years ago. Maybe. Oh, wow. Anyway, a while back, um, we uh, we went to a um, a, uh, a retreat. So it was a mago. We started with Imago. So we did this Imago um, uh, relationship retreat, and we realized a lot about ourselves. That that you know. I wasn't doing things to upset him or make him mad. He wasn't doing things to upset me and make me mad. It was, it was our coping mechanisms from childhood. So it was the way that, you know, it, it just comes forth into relationship, especially those close relationships, right? Absolutely. So it was really eye-opening that. No, it, but he's not doing this just to piss me off. Right? He's right? doing this because <laughs> it's 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 there's something in me that's triggering something in him, mm-hmm. and and vice versa. And it was a huge game changer for us. Absolutely. It was um, yeah. It was and and I I love that. But we don't we don't. and, and still I have to remind myself. Okay. It, this is not about me. And, and, you know, and, and, and him the same. It's not about me. It's about, it's about that little me, that inner child, you know, that, that little, that little person that for one reason or another, you know, they had got too much of something, had got too little of something, whatever it might be. So I love, I love that you bring that up and the little me, cause that's exactly yeah. it, right. That, that little, that little person inside of us, they never go away. Like we know, we don't, we, we grow, but they're still there you know, and, and that sometimes that little person just needs some love, you know, from yourself for one thing. Um, but yeah, I love, I love that. And I love that you bring up the little me. Yeah. It's really important.
1: kind of wreak a lot of havoc until we understand what's what's going on because we well at least the way I looked at it was every time somebody made me mad or there was conflict it was just like um you know add something to their cons list and like analyze that relationship and then know when it was a logical time to leave it but this whole process taught me no every conflict is actually pointing me towards my growth and something i need to do and that's why like i said uh to you earlier like you know you're i can't remember exactly how i phrased it but every relationship is perfect for us even if it's not perfect because they will keep pushing those buttons until we take a look at them Mm -hmm. and so even if you do leave your husband now the next guy is going to do the exact same thing. And that's why I think this work is so critical and doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, like there's, unless they're abusive or it's very toxic in some way, I feel like you're going to do the work no matter where you go, might as well do it with the guy, especially the father of your kids if, if that's the situation you're in.
0: Yeah. And I love that, what you just said, Beth, because I, I, I believe that too. Like we're going to we we're all here to learn and to mm-hmm. grow, right? Yeah. But if we choose to, you know, to when when things get tough or when things get really difficult, if we choose to leave a relationship, the relationships are where we have the opportunity to grow right? Yes. So if we leave the relationship, like you said, okay, so let's say you decide decide to leave your husband and then you get into another relationship, there it's going to be again, right? So you Absolutely. might as well take care of it and, and
1: do the growing together, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the other end of that and why I'm so passionate about it for moms especially is when you do you know, decide, look, I'm just going to be committed and I want this to work then you give your children the opportunity to see what a healthy relationship looks like. They get to see you step into, like, I think you say on your website or somewhere, I saw it recently, like the best version of you because you are modeling that healthy adult that you want them to become. I mean, nobody wants their kids to grow up and have a crappy relationship and be used and abused by people. So it's like critical for us to be able to model exactly exactly um the skills that they need to be happy later in life and to be supported
0: yeah and that's that's um i mean that's my thing that that's why i do what i do right because little eyes ears and hearts are always watching Mm -hmm. right so if we if we are first time there's trouble we leave or we you know we 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 we're, we're absent or you know whatever it is that's what our kids learn like that's what you do when you're confronted with something that feels uncomfortable you leave right and that's so not what we want to teach our kids and yeah. it's not easy you know yeah. it's not it's not easy it takes a lot of courage to i think it takes a lot of courage to to do either thing to leave or to stay True, um, but but you, we have to think about what do we really want to teach our kids, yeah. right? And and that, um, and, and like you said, if it's abusive, if it's um, if if there's something really really off, you know, if yeah. there's um, if there's abuse or if there's there's addiction or you know, like those are things that that we need to kind of take mm-hmm. a different look at. But, but really, when it comes down to it, I mean, th- this this is why I do the work that I do. And it sounds like it's why you do the work that you do
1: Yeah,
0: th- is because I want my kids to have a different experience than I did.
1: Yeah. You know? And when I hear from for moms is that, well, I don't want to stay and show them that that's okay, and nobody is saying to do that. The whole idea is that you show them that's not okay. But in relationship, my opinion is that divorce should not be the first boundary that you hold. And for many women, I think it is because boundaries can be so unfamiliar to us because of the way we were raised. We don't even know that it's okay to say, I'm not going to let you talk to me that right uh, that way right now. You know, I'm going to go outside. When you right. are ready to have a conversation, let me know or just you know, moving away from that behavior, showing them how you want to be treated, um, trusting yourself and building trust with them. Those are all things that you want to do in front of your children. It doesn't mean you just sit there in a bad relationship and don't change it. That's to, to grow and and to model healthy while you're with them for sure. Right,
0: right. And how to, how, how it's possible and how you, I mean, because relationships, relationships, regardless if, whether it's your marriage or what relationships, First of all, that's where we grow. For another thing, they can be really hard. You know, I mean, and they, and there are certain relationships that bring up all of our stuff, right? All of those triggers from our childhood, those you know, unmet needs, or the 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 things that haven't been healed yet. And and still, my husband and I have been been together for twenty two years in April. We are still learning things about each other, right? We are still, <laughs> and learning, still learning things about ourselves, you know, about, oh yeah, when I, when I, cause we, we, we still work, we, we have a marriage therapist that we work with and in for maintenance, right? Mm-hmm. We, we decided that, that, um, that what we, this is important. It is worth our time and energy. So it's really for exactly. maintenance and it's a, it's an opportunity for us to, um, to come together and we, we um, we, um. We our therapist helps us with the Gottman the Gottman okay. um, method, and yeah. so we you know we have what Gottman's calls it the state of the union, um, <laughs> and so we we're able to you know and it's a safe space and we can work through things that maybe are sticky because the relationships are you know they can be hard.
1: Yeah. For sure, Um, that's wonderful that you do that. It's so good to invest in it. If you think of anything you're going to put your money into, I mean, in my opinion, this affects everything else. It affects you know the the home you live in, the way you can raise your children. There's a huge financial impact. There's it it just affects your happiness in general. It can be it can not only can you grow and become more authentic through the relationship, but the relationship itself should be kind of this base camp where you feel most loved and supported. And do the dirty work in front of somebody who can usually hold that for you.
0: Yeah, and that's what I space. And it's and it's it's something that you have to grow into. It's we don't, most of us don't come into partnership knowing how to do those things. we (laughs) We need guidance. (laughs) You know, we need guidance from someone like you who can show us first of all that it's possible. Right that it is possible to come from that place of, you know, I'm going to leave to having a beautiful relationship. I mean, yeah. you know, I think most of us know the the um, the neighborhood that I grew up in just about every so I, I think just about everybody in our block was divorced oh, wow. eventually. So it was a, it wow. was a young neighborhood. So it was, you know, we with all of the kids, we were all within, you know, maybe eight years of each other. And there was one family that stayed together, and um, he ended up having an affair, and it, it just, it, it, it like we in this, it, it was very interesting. So uh. this is what we, this is what we understood, you know, growing mm-hmm. up that oh, when things get tough, you just you can just leave, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's, that's kind of, or, you know, my husband and I, um, we have very different upgrades. So I, I came, I, I, I say that, um, he came from the loud family and I came from the quiet family, right? <laughs> so what we knew is we wanted something different for our family. We just mm-hmm. didn't know what it was. We didn't know how to do it. You know, yeah. we needed, we need help. So these are, these are places and, and it takes courage, it t- mm-hmm. takes courage to say, you know what, this is important. I don't know how to do it. And that admitting, you know, I don't know how to do this, but we can do it together. And that trust and that knowing, and that, and like you said, just that, that having that safe space, but it has to be created, you know, it's it's not, unless you, most of us don't have that, that example, you know, that modeling.
1: We have no modeling, but another thing I want to say is that, um, The interesting thing, the way you went to therapy is beautiful, and that's wonderful. People are to that point that they can go together and work on it together. But all the work that I did was actually everything that I did on my own. And all of my work is what changed him. And my initial resistance to it was that I felt like... um, therapy would be somewhere to blame. You know, we'd be looking for blame and we'd be trying to do techniques and tactics that wouldn't really work. Like maybe I knew all those and they wouldn't work. And I really just resented him and was really angry with him at that time. It was just, I was so burned out. So what my work asks women to do is become more of who they are. I don't ask you to change. Eventually you learn some skills, communication skills, empathy, boundaries, those kinds of things. But the initial thing is just unlearning all the critical stuff from childhood, right. not not uh, pretending to be this perfect person you were conditioned to be in childhood because it's not right. real anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's what created the dysfunction in the relationship to begin with. So then the initial work is who do you really want to be? What is really important to you? Do you really want to go to that restaurant tonight? Or did you really want to tell him that you'd rather just stay home and cook or whatever it is? You know, like my thing used to be, I always wanted to go to the beach for vacation and he never did. So every year... We'd go to the mountains and ride motorcycles and I hated it the whole time. <laughs> like, oh, right! I, I like the mountains, but the being on a motorcycle, I'm like, why do I keep doing this to myself? Yeah. So part of the work was I planned a beach vacation and he could come or not right and that was the choice and he chose to come and it was Mm -hmm. like i didn't want him to do anything inauthentic either but just knowing what i really wanted helping me show him who i really am and how what i needed from him to actually feel loved and supported but he had no idea because i was just being you know the the people pleaser happy Mm -hmm. try to be perfect and do it all (laughs) kind of person and it wasn't real
0: yeah, exactly. Well, and, and Beth, that is, that's where it all began, right? It all began with me, with my, um, you know, I call it my, um, my, uh, when I, my life fell apart or when I pulled my life apart, I, I pulled it yeah. apart intentionally, right? This isn't working. This isn't working. This isn't working. The marriage was one of those pieces yes. that, um, that was it. it just wasn't, you know, we were in a different we were in a different phase of life with kids, right? Um, but yeah, all of that inner work. What we're doing now could not have been possible if I didn't do the inner work, and I continue to do the inner work. I mean, I've been. Um, and the interesting thing, and, and and you you mentioned this too, is that um, that uh, your energy and your behavior changes your spouse's behavior. Yes. So it was that I was coming at our relationship with a you know fisticuffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, with, yep. you need to change, and that was that was when I when I pulled my life apart. I was you know this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. Like I wanted everybody and everything to do what I wanted them to do. Yeah. And it was the wrong way. And I learned, right? I mean, it was very painful, but I learned that, oh, no, you know what? And then I I redirected all of that energy that was out there, and I redirected it toward me and what I want and what's fulfilling to me and what brings me joy. And then I started seeing books on his night table that I yes. never thought. like Just these right. little slight changes that when I changed and when I was, and not really even changing, I mean, just, I like to to say this work, like we are, we're perfect, beautiful, vibrant beings, right? And it's not that we have to change or add something no. more often it's that we need to like pull the blinds, you know, open the blinds, pull back the veil and who we really are. And honestly, there was a huge part of me. It's that you know we talked we talked um, yesterday with Dana about the, the 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 one woo. Well, I put my <laughs> yeah. woo up in the attic, right? I put that's okay. me. <laughs> that's who I am, and I put that stuff on the shelf. When I got back to me and who I really am, and what I really want, it was it was it really helped our relationship because oh, yeah. like you said, with a motorcycle, you know, I wasn't being, I wasn't being completely me. I want, but then I was resenting him and I was resenting everybody else. Cause I wasn't being me. It's so interesting. <laughs> like why, why do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I love that. I love that part. I, I love that part of the work that you do that you it's really has to be about you and about your partner too. What do they want? And I love that permission that you give each other to, and my husband and I have learned to do this too, where we give each other permission. There are things that we love to do together. There are things that we love to do um, apart and that's okay. Like we don't need to have, and this is what I, and tell me what you think about this, but I've come to believe that we can't like putting the responsibility on one person to be everything that we need is really unfair.
1: Very. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's one of the first things I had to learn was that even my definition of love was so wrong. It was so uh, meet my needs, um, right. accept me, um, just do things for me. Mm. Like I had to be perfect to be accepted by him. And that was mm. love and that had nothing right. to do with it. And I learned yeah. that love is just an, uh, an energy that i can create inside of me and share with the world and once i could stay in that state of love with him no matter how annoying or rude he was being Mm -hmm. that shifted his energy and it got me back to the best version of him the one that i fell in love with and he got to see the best version of me again the happy resourced, not an inner child, not wounded, um, mm-hmm. not, not not putting all these needs on him, and knowing how to meet my own needs. Like, right. he's there to meet some, friends have to meet some, my work meets several, self-care for me, being a good right. mother, those, there's so many different needs that we have, and there's no way that one person can meet him. And if, yeah. like, you took responsibility for getting those met yourself, and that's what changes things. Yeah,
0: exactly. And then you, that, that's when you can be in partnership because honestly, when we first, when we first got together, I, you know, like you said, I didn't have an example of what, what is love anyway? Like, I don't even know what it looks like to, actually, I don't, I have to take that back. I haven't, I had an aunt and an uncle who were so in love. She passed to year, maybe a year and a half ago. Oh. And Everybody at her funeral, they just kept talking about this love oh. that her and her and and my uncle had together. Now we didn't see them a lot, but she was they were they were one of my favorite, um, some of my favorite relatives, and they they were an an example like a very it was kind of a distant um, example. Oh, but I, but I wasn't there. Like we lived it, we didn't live in the same town. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, didn't have an example of what, what love looks like. What is that supposed to look like? For me, it was, um, it was, you know, um, uh, it was codependent is what it was like, how can you help me? How can you fill my needs? You know, how can you make me happy? I really, in the beginning that, that was, um, that was my, my, uh, you know, who's making me happy? You know, when we first you said that you could get back to where you, but it wasn't him making me happy. It was up to us together. You know, yeah. it was the things that we were doing. It was the, the, uh, the, the sharing funny things. And my husband just sent me an email this morning that just he makes me laugh. Right. Yeah. And, mine too. But when you're in those places of conflict, it's hard to remember. But. If you can bring yourself back to like, why, what, what is it? What was it about this person that attracted you in the first place? That person mm-hmm. is still there, even though we grow, even though we have more responsibility and we have families, that person is still there. And that person is still inside of you, too, you know, I know
1: and we choose whether we see the best of them or the worst of them. If, yeah. if our subconscious intention is that the relationship, we're not sure if it's going to work, we're always thinking about whether we should get divorced or not, and we're always thinking about the things that they do that we don't like, we are literally creating the worst version of them yeah. that we can. Because we, our relationships are reflexive and we create each other through our interactions and right. um, reflecting back to him what I loved about him and those like, thank you for making me laugh. Thank you um, for, you're so funny when you do this, or I really appreciate it when you listen to me, or just, it's just like when you raise a child, and so many women who are like conscious parents get this with their children, but then they treat their spouse so differently, at least I did. Right, right. Like, Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah like I, you know, just because he's an adult doesn't mean that he has the ability to get through whatever he's going through. So, one of the things I had to learn, I just did a blog about it, is um, loving detachment Mm -hmm. where I could take him as he was upset and instead of labeling it as unconscious behavior or something, I could actually give him empathy and help coach him through the situation. It's no different than what I do with my kids and I shouldn't expect that he has those skills because, most of the world doesn't, you know, he didn't, if he's not going to hire a coach and I did, that's, you know, my choice, but then I can provide that same level of coaching and just human connection and love is really all it is to him, to help him process and get through something too.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I love that. That's
0: beautiful. And I love what you brought up about, we, you know, we, we tend to, when we become, many of us, when we become parents and we have, you know, the stack of, of the conscious parenting books or the, like, how to, you know, whatever it is, parent, helping your kids to grow and be happy and all of that, um, but then we don't use that with our, in our marriage. It's very interesting. You know, it's like we're choosing, like, you, you're worthy of this, but you're not as worthy. You should know better.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should know right. better.
0: These are kids, but you should know better. But you know what? So should we.
1: Right? Yeah. Nobody in a heightened emotional state is going to know better. Right. And we, I think that's one of our most beautiful gifts as humans to be able to help people through the emotions it's really i feel like what we're here to do so if you can do that for your husband you get a better husband out of it so there's really no con to you know sitting with him in a space of love helping him process and get back to the judgmental part of the brain where he can talk through an issue with you (laughs) in a logical way but right you know it's a beautiful skill that we have so yeah
0: yeah beth this has been amazing um so, and you were talking about, or we, we talked earlier about how divorce is a, is, can be a serious trauma for a child. Now, you and I have both come from divorced families. And, you know, even to this day, um, it affects me that, yes. that the divorce affects me. Can you speak a little more about that? Because you're you're, we're, you're not talking about, you know, that you should never get divorced or that, you know, but there are, you know, b- b- we have to weigh things out. Okay. speak a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, there's a great book on it called Divorce Causes and Consequences, and it has every mm-hmm. study you could ever want to read about divorce. Right. And time after time, studies show that it affects all age groups of children. So it doesn't yeah. matter if you have an infant or a teenager, they're going to be negatively impacted by it. They can have physical symptoms, they can do poorly in school, they can have emotional symptoms, which lead to behavior problems. Um, All of them feel a lot of anger and grief at first. It's actually as traumatic to a child as the death of a parent. It's that level of a wound to their heart, uh, which can, you know... If you're like me like i put up walls around my heart i didn't want to feel anything after the divorce it was so so painful and it was really hard to open up again um but studies of kids in college and a little bit older are still affected by it still negatively impacted by it the um main thing that you could almost count on your kids experiencing is divorce or poor relationships or not even wanting to get into relationships if you divorce your partner so There's no positive to your child there. And then if you look at the impact on especially women, women are disproportionately impacted financially. They have a very hard time recovering. They often try to keep the the family home and go back to work. And then they're overwhelmed again by all the tasks and doing it on their own. Um, And then often lawyers don't represent them well, or don't know Mm -hmm. what they're doing, and they don't really get a a fair shake in there men recover pretty quickly it's not it's not so bad for men usually they usually replace their partner right away um they tend to have the kids less so they have less stress and and less uh financial burdens really in the end um so i can't find any positive to it unless again you know you're being abused there's somebody who refuses to get treatment for addiction or or illness or something yeah mental illness for sure yeah and it's it's really unfortunate if, if we get in those situations. But um, again, for for most of us in like the typical unhappy marriage, there's so many other boundaries you can set first long before you even consider divorce. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah, I love that, and
0: I um, I think that first of all, you know, I'm I'm the age that I am at right now, and it's still it still affects me. It's not, it, it, it never really went away. And I've been through, I mean, gosh, I, I think initially, you know, like 20 years worth of therapy to work through that, that it's not me, you know, that, that I, there was just a lot of feelings of rejection and like, what did I do? I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. You know, I mean, all kinds of but like ir- irrational, but that was my that was my child's mind you know, that, that, and, and also like what you were talking about with the, the protecting your heart, I did that probably up until about ten years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> protecting my heart and not even letting my kids in, which is something that I learned. I I was it was more like toxic, you know, love with my kids. Uh, so yeah. much learning and so much unraveling, um, and not adding, you know, like we talked about. It's not adding more things, you know. It's 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 letting go of the things mm-hmm. that that uh, that that no longer serve us, that no longer that we that we don't need, you know we don't need to keep that, that, um, that like I, I, I call it like the sandpapery coating over my heart. Like We don't need that. You know, we need love. We need to actually, um, right around the time that I started breaking apart my life, I used to always um, stand with my, with my, um, arms crossed in front of me. And so you won't find me doing that anymore. Like it was a conscious, like keeping my hands on my hips or unless I'm cold, if I'm cold, I might be, you know, but uh, allowing protecting. that, yeah, like yeah. not. I don't have to protect my heart. I don't have to protect, you know, because if I'm protecting my heart, I'm not letting anything in and in or out. Yes. But I love this conversation, Beth, because um, it, this is an example of um, that it's possible. Even when you come from the neighborhood full of divorced families, that it's possible to uh, to have a, a relationship, you know, to to stay married. And again, not saying that everybody should stay married. That's not what we're talking about here. But but that is possible, and that being in a relationship is courageous right? Mm-hmm. It's courageous to, um, to stay in relationship and work through your stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And then we can, we can be an example for our kids. Yeah, This has been really amazing, Beth. I've loved our time together. You. Yes, me too. And can you tell us about a time in motherhood that felt impossible when you either overcame something or you achieved something?
1: Mm. Well, obviously saving my marriage is one yeah, of the things right. that I absolutely thought was impossible at the time, didn't think that I could do. Um, and then I guess if I had to give another example, it would be just learning how to, uh, manage my time so that I can take care of me and them well mm. in the way that I want to in presence. Right, right. And, uh, you know, learning how to prioritize and plan and not <laughs> stress about things has been uh, incredibly helpful for me too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. I know we have to. We we do um, in my home. We do uh, we do planning sessions like every six mm-hmm. months. So we'll plan. in my self care, my vibe care <laughs> goes <laughs> yeah. in first. Like yes. my my I I um, I. This past year has been a little tricky, but I I generally try to um put myself on the calendar for at least once a quarter where I'm gone like
1: for a night
0: or a weekend you know go to the beach or or something by myself and then time yeah. with my husband time with the family all together and then we can fill in with the other things you know yeah. but really really important take care of
1: yourself your marriage and your kids yeah, yeah. absolutely
0: and They're is all- there what was that
1: I was just going to say there, I learned that all those things were relationships and every, you know, working on my marriage was one thing, but then I had to work on money and taking the house and food. Those are all relationships that all require the same, the quantum love journey that I help clients with. It's all the same, figuring out what the triggers are and skills and it's just, you know, affects every area of our life.
0: Yeah. Quantum love. I love the quantum love journey. That is beautiful.
1: Now, is there
0: one action step that our listeners can take that they can do really implement pretty quickly? Yes. What, what would that be?
1: there's so many i'll give you one um that is a communication thing so Mm -hmm. for me in my opinion this is really something you should do later on but for now if you can start doing it it will help you out and that's i call it catch the ball before you throw it back so if your husband Mm. you know vents a bunch of stuff at you or even says something about you instead of coming back with anything defensive Mm. Stop yourself if you can and kind of reflect it for him and make sure he feels heard about whatever he just said before you ever come back with any kind of well, you don't do this or I, right. I need right. this or something. So yeah. So that's that's uh, you know, maybe harder to do in the beginning, but if you can try to just listen and reflect for him first, it helps. But then right. of course, you know, people can go to my website bethrolls.com r-o-w-l-e-s and get 30 texts to um get help from their husband without starting a fight yes I love, love that, that. <laughs> it's a similar concept it really like you can use them as text or just say them out loud but it mm-hmm. teaches you just a slightly different way of speaking right. so that you don't go into that defensive emotion emotion kind of battle that gets you nowhere um, <laughs> so they can go download that for you right now too
0: Yes, definitely. You definitely have heard you talking about that. And um that is definitely something that you want to um to go check out. And Beth, so you mentioned your website. Are the how what is the best way for our listeners to uh to get a hold of you and learn more?
1: Sure, the best, the easiest to remember is HappilyEverAfterCoach.com. Oh, I love it. my website. Uh, you can find my YouTube channel from there, my blogs, all the resources I have for everybody. Um, if you want to talk about a coaching program that's free, just set up a call with me and we'll discuss, see what your next steps are. Okay, perfect, perfect.
0: Beth, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for um, coming on the show and sharing all of your wisdom on marriage, uh, with our listeners. It's been fantastic.
1: Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Yes. And remember that anything is possible, even saving your
0: marriage in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom Podcast. Now, if you haven't already, go ahead and download the High Vibe Toolkit. It's a mom's guide for taking yoga off the mat and into your life. You'll learn how to create your own unique toolkit full of tools for raising your vibe quickly and getting yourself out of a funk in record time next time you find yourself in one. Because funk happens, right? You'll learn how to tap into your inner mentor to cultivate more joy more connection and more harmony in your life as you return to your natural high vibe self. You'll raise the vibe in your home as you reclaim your own inner vibe. Now, this is the only guide designed to help moms who want to feel alive keep their yoga vibe flowing both on and off the mat, no matter what comes next. So download the High Vibe Toolkit at www.highvibetoolkit.com and reclaim your inner vibe. Anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.